This is Talk of the Town. I'm Bob Cudmore with Albany Mayor Kathy Sheehan right here on Magic 590 AM. Also heard now on 100.5 FM. We welcome your questions for the mayor at AskKathy with a K at AlbanyNY.gov. Thought I'd start with the questions for the mayor. One uh, person writes, is... Albany's Swinburne Skating Rink open. I did a little checking on that one. That's up by uh, Clinton and uh, Manning Boulevard. That's right, and it is a wonderful facility. Fond memories of skating there with my son when he was younger. It really is uh, a great opportunity to get out, and yes, it is open. It was a puddle when we had our warm, balmy Christmas, but it is uh, has been reopened, and there is open skate there a number of different times during the day, and you can get more information at 434 434- Five six nine nine. It's also available for rentals. So if people want to mm-hmm. rent it to have a birthday party or uh, you know have a pickup hockey game, uh, it is available for rental. Is it covered? It is covered, but it's open on the side, so uh, it's brisk. Yeah, well, it's brisk, <laughs> but that's good. But being covered is something. But hey, you know, fifty cents for kids to skate, a dollar for adults. You know, it really is a great place to to just go and burn off a little steam. Swinburne Skating Rink in Albany now open. Another um, person writes, I live downtown, downtown Albany. I've never quite understood why does the city wait until after a snowstorm to call a snow emergency? Well, that's a really good question. And the challenge that we have is that we do have very limited parking, particularly in downtown. So if we were to declare a snow emergency before a storm starts, there's really no place for people to move their cars to. When we declare a snow emergency, we're looking to actually remove snow from the city street which means that we need a clear path we bring in a contractor with big loaders and we literally lift the snow up put it into those loaders and cart it away so we wait until after the snow is done falling to do that I'd like to ask you a couple of questions about money and government the city of albany is, is getting 88 million dollars in state aid this was a competition if you will among various regions in the state and albany didn't come in at the top or the capital region which includes albany in it uh, but there, there is that sum of money are you satisfied with this uh, level of funding or isn't it enough you know this is really um a very different approach to providing economic development incentives and providing that extra assistance that municipalities and that organizations need. And it was really the brainchild of Governor Cuomo, and it has worked. These regional economic development councils across the state have really worked in bringing regions together, getting us to think regionally and more strategically about how we invest state dollars that are available. And so these are really investments that the state is making in the city of Albany and in the capital region to grow jobs, to create opportunities. And I'm very excited. We did very, very well. You know, just in this round alone, more than $20 million will impact the city of Albany and much more will impact the entire region. What is a specific something that uh, is will benefit from this? So there's some really great projects that are being funded through um, these funds. One is this project called STEAM, which is uh, in our Central Avenue area, mm-hmm. uh, taking a building that is uh, no longer being used and repurposing it for really great space that can be used as an incubator, that can be used by uh, entrepreneurs. There's another space in our warehouse district that's looking to become sort of a, you know, a seed for food courts. Food is a big thing. And we've seen real uh, innovation here in Albany. Just this 
week. Senator Schumer was here down mm-hmm. at Nine Pin Cider, which is a cidery that started here two and a half years ago, and it just continues to grow and grow. They also received some funds through the REDC. So really exciting, job-growing, and transformational projects. I hate to sound like a, a radio ad, and there's still more. Uh, the <laughs> governor is going to be delivering his State of the State message uh, next week, I believe. And in the coverage this week, he's announcing that he's, uh, without specifics, I don't think, uh, he's announcing that there's, there's $7 billion in his proposal for upstate projects. Do you think part of that $7 billion, and I might have to ask our listeners to follow the bouncing ball, do you think that as part of that $7 billion, there's the $12 million <laughs> that the city of Albany is requesting to balance its budget? Well, you know, there are really two different distinct buckets of money. You know, the governor and his $7 billion dollars and you know what he talks about is really transformative projects that are needed in order to spur economic development you know the city's issue with its 12 million dollars is really a separate sort of operating budget year to year gap between what it costs to run the city of Albany and provide the services that we provide and the revenue that's available to us. So I really think of them as in two different buckets, and they're both really important. Mm -hmm. We have to invest in economic development, and oftentimes that's one-time money that we're using to incentivize a project or to invest in infrastructure to help transform a neighborhood. But then there's the day-to-day operational Mm -hmm. money, you know, turning on the lights, paying our employees, and that's really what the $12.5 million is about. Do you have any news on the $12.5 million, or you were with everybody else as far as the governor's spending plan. You're waiting to hear what he's going to say. Well, we're working very hard to talk to anybody and everybody, including our legislators and uh, the second floor and the governor's office, to ensure that they understand that we answer their questions about the gap and what we're doing in the long term to uh, close that gap. So uh, we're continuing to work it. We're, um, you know, we we believe that we've made a very compelling um, case uh, for that funding. Broadening the topic from money to uh, the landfill and garbage pickup, several issues I'd like to bring up with you. The city is closing the Rap Road landfill, right? I mean, it's In not used. 2021. So is it still accepting garbage? Yes, it, it, is. it is. Okay. And as part of an agreement that the city of Albany agreed to, I believe, before you were in office, the city is charged with turning the landfill into that unusual sort of an environmental place that exists in West Albany called a Pine Barrens, you know, putting a lot of sand and so on and so forth. And I saw some coverage past a week or two uh, that you and others, I believe in city government, are are questioning this and maybe environmentalists are on the other side. Do you think that this is the best way to close this landfill, to make it a Pine Barrens? Well, you know, we have to close the landfill no matter what, and there will be expense associated with this. But at the time that the DEC approved the permit and this project was envisioned, nobody knew whether it would really work. It really was and remains an experiment. And so we have done about $9 million worth of work making test beds and determining what it would take to create a pine barren on the slope of the landfill. And the engineering reports that have come back after the work that has been done has said that while it's possible, the price tag associated with stabilizing sand on the slopes of the landfill is going to be anywhere from 20 
25 to 30 million dollars uh, on a project that was estimated to be about 18 million. And so we're talking with the pine bush preservation folks and we want to know what is really the most effective way for us to continue to grow that wonderful resource. Is this really the best use of money to accomplish what they're trying to accomplish? And so we're engaging that conversation. We're going to be making a presentation to that board in February and we continue to talk with them. We've let the DEC know that we're having these conversations and that we're Mm -hmm. discussing this. But I think we have to look at taxpayers and, you know, look at what we're trying to accomplish and determine is this really the best use if we uh, were to proceed with this project? Where are we going to find the additional money? And is this a way of really accomplishing what we want to accomplish, which is a wonderful Pine Barren for Mm -hmm. people to visit? But I gather that the uh, from the print covers that the environmentalists or that side of it, this is working. This is the way to go. Well, I don't know that that's really the case. I think that there are parts of it that absolutely are working and that work will continue. The uh, the work that is happening on, we, we took an area next to the landfill and that is area that will absolutely be able, we believe, based on the engineering report, continue with returning it to Pine Barren. It's those steep slopes when we go to close the landfill that causes the problems and drives up the costs. And so, you know, there have been other environmentalists who have said, I don't know that this is how I would have chosen to spend even $18 million. Might it be better to purchase land within the Pine Barren that's currently privately owned and make it available and add it to that wonderful Pine Bush Preserve that we have. Another uh, issue having to do with uh, trash and garbage pickup in a more practical on a more practical level. Uh, this week, the Albany City Council approved a new $180 per unit trash fee for small apartment buildings. Vote was nine to four. Critics, and obviously there were four votes against it on the uh, council. Uh, critics say the proposal will hurt low-income renters. What will this measure accomplish? Well, we. We have a significant challenge in our budget. The city does not have enough revenue sources to cover our expenses. And we have a significant expense associated with picking up garbage. The expense that the city incurs is more than $4.5 million. This is just a first step. We have um, retained a consultant. We know that we have to plan for the closure of the landfill. And I would like to see us have a very robust program within the next three years that incentivizes people to recycle, to throw away less. And if you throw Throw away less, you pay less. This is Talk of the Town on Magic 590 AM, also heard on 100.5 FM. I'm Bob Cudmore. We welcome the mayor of Albany, Kathy Sheehan. A long-time Times Union Schenectady correspondent, Marv Cermak, made a fairly big deal of the fact that you attended Schenectady Mayor Gary McCarthy's swearing-in ceremony. I mean, he wrote maybe a little bit tongue-in-cheek, but talked about some mayors of other times who they don't maybe only visited uh, Schenectady, let's say, once in their uh, sometimes lengthy terms in office. How is your city cooperating with Schenectady, uh, Troy, and other communities? Well, it was a nice shout-out, and I was very happy to be there. Um, Mayor McCarthy and I have worked very closely together. In my first two years in office, he had already been in office for two years and, you know, really reached out to me, has been a great resource. And the mayors of all three cities have really worked together to figure out and to identify common challenges that we have and how we can work together and be more cost effective in how we deal with those challenges. Mayor McCarthy and I hosted the new mayor of Troy for lunch towards the end of December to just, again, build that camaraderie 
story and that relationship because look at the Bloomberg Arts Challenge. You know, who would have thought that this region would be one of only four in the country to get a million dollar arts grant? And the arts project is highlighting a challenge that we have in all three cities, which is vacant buildings, neighborhoods that need to be brought back to life. And we are using the arts, but then we are also taking the opportunity to have home ownership education opportunities, looking at how we can put together a fund that would help to allow people to invest in these abandoned properties and bring them back to life. And again, you know, very simply, one of the things that we have agreed to do is each of the cities has a home ownership workshop mm-hmm. that allows people to then qualify for certain grants. Well, we've agreed that if you go to the home ownership workshop in Schenectady and then you come to Albany and there's a piece of property that you want to purchase and you want to be a homeowner in Albany, we'll accept the certification from Schenectady. Really simple, basic stuff, but it really makes a difference and it allows us to really work across all three cities mm. together. And I think it's great for our residents and it's great for the region. And let me bring in politics here. I mean, does it help this effort because all three of the, the mayors of Albany, Schenectady and Troy are Democrats? Pragmatically, yes. But one of the great things I've found about being a mayor is that you have to solve problems and get things done. And the partisan politics that we sometimes see at the national and and sometimes the state level don't really enter into it. Uh, I work very closely with Kathy Gimeno, who's the Republican county executive Mm -hmm. for Rensselaer County. We have similar challenges, and we understand that if we can work together as local elected leaders, we can get more done. Let's talk about fires. We discussed fires quite a bit when uh, you joined us last time, which was actually in late December, fires in Albany. Uh, Two things. The the governor has announced that a year from now, all smoke detectors sold in the state will need to be 10-year smoke detectors. I I first couldn't figure that out, but I guess it's a very long-lasting battery, and therefore we, the homeowners or the renters, won't have to change the batteries twice a year. Um, is this a good idea? Well, I think that our fire department would say that anything that helps warn people to get out of a building is is good. And we do know that oftentimes people don't change those batteries. So this is yet another tool to ensure that if there is a fire, if there is smoke, that people are warned and can get out. And that's the important thing. Get out and call 911. You know, some of the biggest challenges that we have with fighting fires are fires that have burned for a while because somebody may be smell something, but they're not really sure. And by the time we get there, there's already a fully involved fire. Also, Albany recently received some new equipment to fight fires. Foam for oil fires, a la the controversy over oil trains. Right. And again, this is another effort statewide, thanks to the leadership of the governor, to deploy a resource that for many municipalities would be out of reach financially, but to deploy those strategically across the state. But we also are at that intersection of I-9 787 and I-87, those are major highways that come through here. And this is also an apparatus that could be used to fight a fire of an oil tanker uh, on the highway. So it is going to be a great tool for us to have and just another resource for the city. The city also recently opened what's called the One Stop Shop on Henry Johnson Boulevard. What is that? Well, it is a opportunity for us to really physically show that we are changing how 
how we're going to be interacting with and the level of customer service that we're going to give to residents and business owners and investors in the city of Albany. So at 200 Henry Johnson Boulevard, which is a building that, by the way, has a parking lot, we now have our planning department, our building and codes department, and our community development agency all under one roof. The planning department and the building and codes department are in an open space environment. So if you come in to the building and codes department to get a permit and it's identified that actually you need to get a zoning variance or some other sort of planning approval for the project. Everything that you need is right there. Previously, our planning department was in two different buildings, neither of them City Hall, and building and codes was in City Hall, where a contractor often had to send two people, one to go in and pull the permit Mm -hmm. and the other to circle City Hall in a truck because they couldn't (laughs) find a parking spot. So we are really excited about these departments being together, not having to send things in inner office mail and to be able to work much more closely together in real time so that we can move projects forward quickly. You know, people either want a fast no, you know, they want to know that they've, they've got an issue and that they need a variance or that it's not possible, or we want to get them to a quick yes so that they can start their project. But still, uh, there are a lot of things that people go to City Hall for, right? Well, people have to come to City Hall if they want to adjudicate a parking ticket. Traffic court is in City Hall. Uh, so we do still get a fair amount of traffic at City Hall. And this is a bit off the topic, but I was reading in the press this week that over in Rensselaer, uh, they're maybe changing the hours of the city hall because they had some security concerns. Well, our city hall is a courthouse because we do have courtrooms in city hall. So we have security at city hall. The way that the unified court system works is it requires that you have officers and metal detectors in any building where there's a courtroom. So we've all, we, we have that protection at city hall in Albany. Another uh, topic, the land bank, several homes on Clinton Avenue in Arbor Hill are going to be rehabbed under the umbrella of a land bank. What is a land bank? Well, a land bank is an entity that is created under New York state law. New York created the opportunity for land banks. I believe it was in 2010, 11 timeframe. And we have a land bank here in Albany County. And what it does is it allows you to take out of the sort of current auction foreclosure cycle that occurs when you do tax foreclosures. It allows the county to move properties into the land bank, then there can really be much more planning around how these buildings get reused. We can be much more innovative, flexible about what we envision for an entire block. You can accumulate properties so that you can have a greater impact in a specific area of the city. And so it's wonderful. If anybody is interested in investing in property in Albany, I would encourage them to go to the Albany Land Bank website. All of the properties that are available are on the website. You can scroll through, you can look at the properties and and look at opportunities to reinvest in the city. I mean, is it that some of the money from selling foreclosed properties goes into rehabbing some of these buildings? There is funding that has been provided to the land bank through the attorney general's office. That This was money oh, yes. that the attorney yeah. general received. We're using some of the money that we get from HUD and from other programs to the land bank. The county is providing money to the land bank. There are opportunities for revenue for the land bank. So it's multiple funding sources. But this isn't a money-making mm-hmm. opportunity. It's a community-building opportunity. And so there's an application process. And they're looking for applicants who are really going to invest in a neighborhood and look to turn around that neighborhood. Unfortunately, when we've gone through the tax foreclosure auction process in the past, the county has found that speculators from outside of the state or outside of this region buy these properties with no plan and they hold them and they continue to decline. W-